Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Good morning. How are you doing today? Doing well. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. Um, we've, uh, uh, Kathy and I, we have our, what we, uh, for our ministry, we have uh, what we call leader calls. Uh, all of our leaders uh, get together and we uh, get on the phone together and we share together and, and uh, basically lift each other up. Uh, what, mm-hmm. what, what are you seeking God's will for? Uh, and we, we assist each other and share with each other. And of course, Linda and I, uh, are able to share about uh, our process recently with uh, understanding this unusual place of uh, rejoicing because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Christ said that to, to die is gain and to be with me is is uh, spectacular. And uh, Michelle, of course, has gone to be with Christ. And uh, so we're going through that joy and sorrow at the same time, uh, mm-hmm. the grief and processing. It's really good to have fellowship and, and it couldn't, you know, Kathy and I couldn't uh, speak more importantly about fellowship, uh, absolutely, and, and community and circle and the ability that uh, we don't we don't what we do when we get together we don't seek each other's advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just lift each other up to seek God's wisdom, and then if we have wisdom from God, we share that. Uh, and what a beautiful thing that is to have community, to know that we have a group of people that are themselves walking with God. Right. And then we together get to walk with God and, and, the, and the importance, beauty, and significance of uh, community, which actually we're going to talk a little bit about today, about the mark of the beast as we look at uh, community. So uh, we'll, mm, we'll continue to share. That'll be good. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we've been, uh, one thing we've been trying to focus on is... Um, uh, get ready for uh, the uh, election in Israel, mm-hmm. and uh, we've shared about uh, that, and that the outcome. Um, you know, one thing that I had I had kind of spoken was, yeah, it looked pretty certain that the outcome was going to be uh, Netanyahu, but um, uh, as I've looked deeper into it, uh, there were a lot of statements made in the. Uh, Articles and actually, what I do is I read articles from Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, do you have a favorite news source at all there that you like to? Uh, yeah, it's called Haritz. Haritz, H A A R E T Z. Haritz. They're pretty. They're pretty accurate. Uh, not too biased. Uh, they tend to be fairly even in terms of presenting information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. You know, the articles I had written was that, you know, Netanyahu's party is, you know, is, is close to majority. And as I looked deeper into it, uh, it was uh, Netanyahu's alliance is deeper, uh, is, you know, looks like they could win majority. And the alliance isn't their, their, his own party, but the parties that have aligned with him, knowing that they mm. would support him. 
Right. Uh, and the polls uh, are anywhere. You need 61 seats in the uh, Knesset. It's kind of like our Senate, basically. And uh, he's got the polls show he's got any, his alliance as anywhere from 59 to 63. Okay. Uh, which means that the opposite has the has the other side. And right. So if he gets less than sixty one, let's say he gets fifty nine or sixty, he's got to appeal to somebody from the other side to join him. Mm, so uh, that he can get the accurate so numbers to so, actually take it. Yeah. So now um one thing that you know I've understood because I always I kinda have thought and had spoken that oh, it looks like he's gonna win. Well, interesting enough. Um, I believe it's in the hands of God <laughs> mm. uh, that he's going to, he's going to show us something through this election of what's on his mind, what's on his heart and where it goes next. Because again, Israel um, is, is in this place where um, if you look at what's happened over the last, last two or three years, uh, prior to the last two or three years, Israel had a lot of world opposition. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about American, uh, European, but over the last two or three years, they've kind of shifted to where they aren't getting that opposition and they're actually getting support from from mm-hmm. the world. And in the Middle East, they have uh, support from the uh, the Sunni nations, Saudi Arabia and Jordan and Egypt. Uh, and they, of course, they continue to have opposition from the Shiite nations who want to eliminate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the Shiite nations is Iran. And the mm. big issue with Iran is they're developing a nuclear bomb power uh, that uh, actually our government supported uh, back when uh, because Iran said, yeah, you can let us have nuclear uh, material. Don't worry, we won't develop a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, I'm not sure how the logic of that goes, yeah, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, and, and of course, they are. Uh, and Israel is, you know, trying to prevent that because they know. And the, so here's a couple mm-hmm. things we know. Um, as we enter into the tribulation in the end, the world does come against Israel. Right. Um, and it's under the one world government mm-hmm. that uh, and they and they decide because of the Antichrist. And remember, the Antichrist is part of the beast, uh, one of the sub-members. So there's 10 heads. He's not, a, he's not one of those 10. He's a sub uh, under those 10. He then steps mm-hmm. into leadership and eliminates three. And, and when I say eliminate, I mean uh, replaces that leadership. Not that he replaces them. They actually willingly support it. Right. Uh, then the 10 goes from 10 to 7 to 5 to 3 to 2 to 1. And the anti- So basically he takes the helm. It's he, not that he is right. eliminating other leaders, That's but he right. takes the helm of it. Right. Yeah. And they and they willingly let him do it. Um, and mm-hmm. and then he's, he's partnered with the false prophet, who is a Christian leader, who says, yep, he's God. And then Satan, who now convinces the world that the Antichrist is the good God and Israel, mm-hmm. in, Israel is the bad, and Israel's God is the bad. We got to eliminate the bad because, because mm-hmm. partly, because uh, that's their bent to start with, and then two is uh, when when he says I'm God mid trib, 
God's wrath is instituted against the against the world, mm-hmm. and it's not pleasant. <laughs> uh, and we'll and we'll get into this a little bit deeper as we go through the series, uh, continue to go through the series. But uh, then the the Antichrist says, "Well, it's Israel, mm-hmm. and the reason that we're having this trouble is them and their God, who is is evil. I'm good, there he's evil, and everything's flipped. And so now they got to eliminate Israel. And so whatever happens in this election." It's kind of important to watch is what's what is set up mm-hmm. for how the world starts to react about Israel and what changes occur as it potentially gets ready for the end. Because we do know the world comes against them. They do survive it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they wind up in the Battle of Armageddon where the world says, I'm coming against you. And 200 million soldiers, because they decide they can't do it with technology. They're going to do it with just pure brute force mm-hmm. uh, of, of the people coming against them. And they go to the Valley of Megiddo, the Battle of Armageddon, and that's when Christ returns and sets up, eliminates the Antichrist, eliminates the enemy, uh, throws Satan into a place where he can't influence the world directly for a while until the very end, but a thousand-year reign with Christ and with us returning. So, right. Uh, one of the big issues, we've talked about this, is the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a demarcation of who in the world, literally every person in the world, do you, do you uh, take that mark? Or as a pure believer, do you decide not to take the mark? Right. Uh, and what happens with that? So um, we know that there's uh, consequences to that on both sides of it. So uh, let's let's reiterate. Then we're going to talk about this mark a little bit further. So go, first of all, go to Revelation uh, thirteen verses sixteen to eighteen. And we're 13, just we're, we're, sixteen to eighteen. Yeah, we're just set, setting it up again. Okay. He causes all, both and small, uh, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man. His number is 666. Okay. So uh, the mark of the beast, uh, first of all, it is the mark of the beast, the system. Uh, we know that it, it it becomes associated with the Antichrist, and the the system becomes identified with the Antichrist. Uh, but the mark is there uh, uh, during the beginning of the tribulation, right? Uh, so the mark comes at the beginning of it before the Antichrist is revealed. Actually, right. right. And but we do know that the Antichrist, uh, uh, as we've learned, persecutes uh, believers, and mm-hmm. the and the and the the definition at that moment will be, have you taken the mark of the beast or not? Mm. If you're not, well, the only reason, think about it, this is really simple, who wouldn't take the mark of the beast? Believers who know something. Who know, yeah. Uh, that it looks good, and by the way, it looks like a solution to the col- economic collapse that has occurred, and isn't this a good thing to do? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, a lot of I believe a lot of believers will say this is actually God's uh, provision for us. Mm. Uh, and isn't this a good thing? But the true believer who's walking with God will know something. We'll talk about that. Uh, so they don't take it, but he comes after us. Um, okay, then go to uh, 16.2, Revelation 
And it says, so the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. Okay, so the the wrath is poured out against uh, the world. Who's, mm-hmm. Who specifically receives God's wrath? Those who took the mark. Who took the mark. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's a demarcation. And again, um, we have to be careful here that, well, just because I'm a believer that uh, even though I took the mark, uh, certainly I won't get God's wrath. Well, that's not what it's... Because his word says that anyone who takes it, any, right? Anyone who took it. And then mm-hmm. um, we do have a real example in Scripture uh, about this, and that's uh, Jeremiah with the nation of Israel, is that mm-hmm. uh, Israel is God's chosen people. Right. Uh, he calls them my children. Uh but they have fallen away and didn't follow God. Mm-hmm. And so they, he says, uh, you need to repent from that. Right. Um, and if you don't, if you repent, I'm going to continue to have you live out the fullness of the covenant to bless you, to be a blessing and to protect you. If you don't repent, I'm actually going to uh, facilitate Nebuchadnezzar uh, who's going to, from Babylonia, which happens to be, by the way, Iraq, <laughs> uh, coming against you and mm-hmm. he's going to capture you and take you away. And they say, ah, we're not, we don't believe it. We're not doing it. Cause we're, we're children of God. Certainly you'll take care of us. He said, no, I'm telling you it, judgment is going to come if you don't repent. And they say, ah, we don't care. We're not repenting. And so then God says to Jeremiah, okay, now that they've decided not to come, not to repent, uh, just say to the remnant, I'll protect you if, you surrender to Nebuchadnezzar and don't fight him. Mm-hmm. Get out of the city and go and basically, you know, uh, as we've learned, you know, put your hands up and, mm-hmm. and say, I'm not coming. I'm not going to fight you. I surrender. I'll go with you. Right. He said, if you go with them, I'll protect you. If you stay and fight them, I am going to assure that you'll all be killed. Mm. And but still, again, you see that importance of actually listening to the instruction and not assuming that instruction you've had in the past is the same as what he's going to give for the next time. Yeah. Or just because you're part of the family of God that, mm-hmm. that I don't have any consequences. And and so uh, uh, you'll be killed, your wife, your kids and your livestock. And they said, ah, we don't believe it. And guess mm-hmm. what? They were all killed. Right. Uh, and the only ones that survived it were the remnant. Mm. Uh, which we're going to see here in a minute uh, of who that remnant is, is Daniel. So that um, it's important, what what we're trying to set up here is, and we want everybody to pursue this issue of the mark of the beast, which is a kind of a, what I believe to be a demarcation. Mm-hmm. Of, are you truly going to follow God and trust God? Which, by the mm-hmm. way, we need to learn now um, because it's going to get difficult if we don't. Uh, right. Or do you take the mark of the beast? Okay, now let's look at Mark a little bit deeper. So go to the mark. Let's go to um, uh, Daniel, or excuse me, Deuteronomy 6, uh, 1 through 6. It tells us something about what a mark is. Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 6. Now, this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess. 
that you may fear the Lord, your God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you shall be in your heart. You shall teach the words which I command you today. Um, oh, you shall teach... Uh, sorry. And these words, which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them. When you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, this is way back when God is saying to his children, um, I want you to uh, understand as you move forward uh, that there's a mark. Mm -hmm. And the mark, interesting enough, uh, where does it say the mark is? On hands and foreheads. On your forehead and on your hand. And so um, it's an interesting thing that I believe Satan, uh, what I call co-ops, what God has said is truth and converts it into false. Mm -hmm. And so that and that's, we see that in everything in the parallels here, right? That he takes in any, he replicates it as evil though. <laughs> you yeah. know, he, he basically hijacks something that was already God's. <laughs> yeah. And, and think of the, again, just the purity of that is, you know, we and we call, uh, uh, the one that, that it be becomes, you know, what he says, I'm God as antichrist. Mm -hmm. opposite of Christ. And, right. uh, but the world and the false prophet has said what? No, he is that God. That it is Christ, right? It is God. It is the Christ. It is the Messiah. And mm -hmm. uh, and so everything that God uh, puts forth as true, Satan perverts it, but co-ops mm -hmm. it and says, no, what's really true is, is me, who's, by the way, we know something about Satan. He's the father of what? Deception. Of lies, yeah. Of lies and deception. So it's it's uh, it, the issue is how do we handle what winds up being of Satan that isn't true when God says the opposite in my truth is is actually true and don't don't follow that. So mm -hmm. he says here in Deuteronomy that um, what's the mark is what my word. Mm-hmm. Uh, put your word uh, on your forehead, uh, put your word on your hands. So it's basically that, um, do you believe it? And um, he's not really talking about, and this is going to be true of the uh, mark of the beast, is it's really not the mark per se. Mm -hmm. It's about what does that represent? Um, Where your heart is surrendered, what you're putting your trust in. Okay. And what God says, if you're going to follow me, mm -hmm. your trust is supposed to be where? With me. And, and based upon my word, mm -hmm. my truth that I'm going to keep giving you. And the, in other words, does that mark you? Mm. Okay. Now, yeah. um, when you think about that right now, uh, and we know something about this because this is what we teach. 
what's the difference? But now we're talking about believers right now. Mm-hmm. So they're saved and they're going to have eternal destiny with God. Yes. Um, what's the difference between one that is marked with the word and one that isn't? Uh, really living the abundant life for yeah. one thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you, you know, think again how beautiful this is. And that is, uh, do you, uh, have you uh, received the word? Mm-hmm. Do you know the word? Mm-hmm. Can you speak? And are the, you experiencing Experiencing it? the word. And when, when you give it away, like mm-hmm. we do with abiding, we don't say, here's all the things you need to go do. Right. What do we say? Let me take you back to the feet of Jesus and let him show you. And well, then he empowers you. <laughs> you you receive the word because mm-hmm. the word says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, I, I need the thing I can do for you is to help you receive the mark, mm-hmm. which is are you receiving, experiencing, living out the word of God? And without it, we know you can't. Right. So it's not even just, well, just be spiritual. Just pray to God. No, it's it's receive and live out his, his logos and his rhema to you, the Bible, the truth. And not to go do the truth, it's receive the truth. And you're marked by, and we know the difference. And we, we just talked about it. All our leaders, when we get together, we know something. We're sharing, here's what God's saying to me. Mm-hmm. Well, what? His word to me is this, and I can express it, and I can share it, and I'm marked by the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And it's on my forehead, in my mind, and in my hands, I'm acting, I'm, fu- mm. I'm fulfilling it out, not just I know about it, it, it becomes part of me. Uh, okay. Right. So the mark is about what do you believe? Mm-hmm. And where is your allegiance and what is happening to you as a result of you being marked? And Christ says, uh, I'm going to mark you with my word. Okay, now let's go to a story about this and go to uh, Daniel chapter uh, 3 and read verses 8 to 18. But this is, and the setup here, remember, mm-hmm. is Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, are, they are part of the remnant that Jeremiah spoke to and said, go out and surrender to Nebuchadnezzar. These mm-hmm. are these are young uh, Jews who did that. And they got, right. tra- they got transported to Babylonia. Uh, Daniel had gone through the first test of uh, uh, being able to uh, not eat the, the, uh, I- the food uh, issued to idols. And he said, mm-hmm. I-, I can't do that because the word tells me I can't do that. And God preserved him through that by having him uh, be favored, and, and he became a wise man. Then, then Nebuchadnezzar had a dream <laughs> uh, and said, uh, if you're so wise, tell me what the dream is and what it means. <laughs> and his own wise men say, well, tell us a dream, we'll tell you. He said, no, if you're, right. that, if you're that wise, you'll, you'll tell me what I dreamt. You can do both, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm going to kill all of you if you don't. And Daniel's part of that group <laughs> and says, uh, I tell you what, give me a couple days. <laughs> Um, goes to God, uh, God, what did, what did he dream and what does it mean? And God gave him the, the truth, uh, supernaturally, let me reveal that to you. You're a follower of mine, and you're marked with me and my word. And interesting enough, Nebuchadnezzar is going to know that because mm-hmm. you believe me. You don't, you're not saying I'm just 
I just didn't come up with this by myself. Right. I, did, I did it because of God. Okay, then next, uh, his friends uh, wind up in a situation, which actually Daniel's part of, but he's not actually uh, in this particular story. So read verses uh, Daniel 3, 8 to 18. Sure. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Okay. So um, they're, in a, they're in a country where uh, Nebuchadnezzar and his group of men set up, uh, well, in order to demonstrate your allegiance, you have to worship this new image mm-hmm. of, of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh and uh, we've now set that as a new law, new rule, and that's the way it's going to go. Okay, mm-hmm. now let's go, let's go to the Antichrist. What does he set up? You've got to take the mark of the beast mm-hmm. in order to demonstrate your allegiance, first of all, to the system. Right. And then ultimately, as the false prophet sets in place with the uh, Antichrist becoming synonymous with the beast— not only are your allegiance to the system, but your allegiance and worship is of the Antichrist mm-hmm. uh, and the image of the Antichrist uh, to demonstrate your allegiance. Um, right. Okay, in this case, uh, they said, if you don't, what's going to happen to you? You're going to be thrown in the furnace. You're going to be thrown and burned up and die mm-hmm. and die. Okay, what's their response? Well, <laughs> I'm staying loyal to my God, and I'm doing this, and I'm trusting that God can deliver us. And if he doesn't, then you need to know I still just worship my God. Okay. So they basically say, um, I'm not willing to take that mark. I'm not willing right. to be marked with, um, I surrender to your system right? and what you require of that system uh, because— Okay, now, now this is really important. Why not? Because they know what God has told them, yeah. and they're going to stand on that. Yeah, that the truth that God has already shown them mm-hmm. is, and, th- and that all, all, all goes back to Daniel where, well, I can't even eat food given to idol, right. idols. Um, 
and I know I can't change my allegiance mm-hmm. for the sake of preservation. Right. Uh, so even though I know the consequence, mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, and you're requiring me with this new system to say I have to worship the idol, which if I did, I could save my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to do that because I am uh, committed to my allegiance and what I'm marked by isn't your new mark. It's, it's my mark is the word of God mm-hmm. and who God is and my, my truth about that and my understanding of that. I'm not willing to do that, to change it. And so um, I know something. Yes, there's a consequence. Mm-hmm. I do understand that. But it doesn't change my allegiance. Right. And go ahead. I was just going to say, so as you talk about this, one of the things I think about where it will be hardest for people um, to stand on that is the whole idea, like they were able to stand on this because they had experienced God. So they had a bank ahead of time (laughs) of knowing that God is a God of his word, knowing he does provide miraculously, knowing that he is able to step in and has led them each step of the way. And I think that's where, like, as listeners are listening now, that is probably one of the biggest challenges we would give them is to be, you know, spending that time in the word, hearing from God and honestly banking up your, your knowledge, your experience of God. Because when things are hard, so easily the idols of comfort, convenience, safety, provision, security, health, those things are logically going to start to take over. In the natural, they will take over what we do in self-preservation. And so we're going to need a bank of the supernatural, of knowing who God is and knowing that he is a God of his word to be able to stand strong in that moment and say, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, however this goes, I believe my God and I believe the word that he has spoken. And on that, I stand. Right, right. So we'll, uh, uh, this is, uh, we're always kind of like uh, the Mark of the Beast, a little bit of a cliffhanger, but... um, uh, next session, we're going to answer and get into the depth of what you just said, is that on what basis can we have conviction? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the possible consequences? Um, how do we handle those consequences? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it appears that it's going to be, and the question is going to be, well, if there's a brand new system and it's mm-hmm. economic in nature, don't I have to participate in that? Right. Uh, how do I live otherwise? What how, does that look like? What do I do if I don't? And uh, just economically, one, and then by the way, we already learned, isn't he going to come after me and, and possibly mm-hmm. try to, and he, and he says there will be some that are martyred. Right. Doesn't uh, that mean we're going to our death? Certainly God doesn't want us to do that. And and so we got to answer those questions, but mm-hmm. we're trying to set it up that, that remember the mark. Don't worry about the. We'll look at the of the mark and what and how we distinguish it. But the mark is about you. Mm-hmm. What do you believe? And either it's the word of God, the truth of God, the life of God, or it's and it's simply if you don't, then then you're willing to take a mark of some other kind, which in this mm-hmm. case is a mark to the system. And so right. we're, we're going to get into, uh, okay, 
how, how do we handle all that mm-hmm. uh, going into that into that place if we're still here? And um, isn't this going to be difficult? The answer is it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. But we can get to the same place as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got to is we believe God. He can mm-hmm. save us even if he doesn't and takes us home, we are not changing our mark. And that's, and that's what right. we have to get to. So oh, that's good. We'll, uh, we'll process it uh, further. So we'll, we'll pick it up next time. Father, thank you for this tr- truth to help us understand what is the mark. And ultimately, how do we know the difference and what, how do we handle the potential consequences uh, and what's necessary today for us to get ready for that? And we thank you in Christ's mm. name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. As always, if you have any questions, please send them in to questions at afjministry.com and we will be happy to tackle them and have a wonderful, blessed weekend. Spend time listening to the voice of your Lord and start practicing that now. It is a beautiful blessing. Amen to that. All right. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.